Southeast Radio's morning mix. Chat, news, and your views. Alan Corcoran. I am, Alan. Hi, how are you? It's great to talk to you, and you're away from the world of politics. Today we want to talk about the summer solstice. What is it, Deirdre, please? Well, the summer solstice is the point at which the sun is at the peak of its life for us here in this hemisphere. I mean, while we're having our summer solstice, anyone down under in the southern hemisphere is going to be having their winter solstice, obviously. But it's a very significant point on what we would refer to as the wheel of the year. So in in pagan communities, there are eight points on that wheel where we would celebrate and mark them as very special times, very spiritual times. And, you know, four of those are very peculiar to this part of the world, to Ireland, and that would be the four fire festivals of uh, Imbolc on what is also St. Bridget's Day at the beginning of February, and that's the heralding in of the early spring. Uh, there would be Bialtana, which is May Day, the time of blossoming when the Hawthorn blooms. There would be um, Lunasa, which is at the first, the beginning of the first harvest at the end of July. And then Samhain, which of course has become the modern day Halloween. But solstices would be a key festival all over the world. This idea that the, the sun is at its absolute peak. This is the longest day, the most daylight, the least darkness. And, you know, the obviously the the reverse of that will happen at the winter solstice. So how do we mark the so day, Deirdre? How, how is the day marked then today? How should well, we for a lot it? of people, they would have maybe kept a vigil last night from solstice eve. Now, I confess I didn't stay up all night, but I was awake at about three and up at about half four and went down to, uh, I live in Kilran now, so I was down on the cliff walk up over the harbour, so it's that moment of just waiting for the sun to rise, waiting for this fullness of the light to come. And there are a number of places that are really kind of special in Ireland to, to do that. Like we can all do it in our own sort of, and we're blessed here in in Wexford being on the coast facing east and facing the rising sun and to be able to see it coming up over the sea is absolutely beautiful. Um, I saw your own photo from 7am on the quay, it was lovely. (laughs) But uh, it was stunning, uh, stunning over the harbour there today watching this path of golden light kind of just lit up across the surface of the water right up to the sand. And so we have... Probably the key place in Ireland is uh, the Stone Circle of Loch Gur, which is the biggest stone circle in Ireland. And that lies very close to Knock Aney um, in East Limerick. So Knock Aney would come from Knock Anya. And any of those places with Amy or Annie or something like that in, in the name mm-hmm. give you a clue that they were sacred to the goddess Anya. Yeah who's an ancient kind of goddess of light. We associate her with the sun and with the moon. Her name comes from an old Irish word meaning brightness. So she's the brightness that comes into our lives. And we have stories about her possibly being the daughter of Mananon MacLear. We have stories of her basically being violated by Elil Olam, who's one of the Olnach tribe or sept of Munster. And when we look at the kind of the subtext of that, it's about them trying to claim territory through their association with the goddess of the land. Mm. We have a similar story, even in Norman times, uh, of Gorod Irla um, Fitzgerald, mm. 
yeah. that his father had an affair with the goddess Anya, and so that Rod Irla is actually the son of the goddess Anya, which again is an attempt to kind of go, we're legitimately here, you know, we draw our lineage down from this goddess. Okay. We're told even in the 20th century, you know, relatively modern times, that the local people went up that hill with you know, rushes made from straw lit. And so the lighting of a bonfire. And I think in kind of the Christian era, certainly, you know, when I was growing up, the sort of St. John's Eve, St. John's Day as midsummer kind of would have been the more modern version of that. And the bonfire is very much associated with that. And jumping the bonfire would bring you abundance and good luck and fertility for the year. But the idea of Anya, as this goddess of sovereignty is really key. It's key to everything in our kind of ancient tradition is this notion of sovereignty or intrinsic power coming mm. from the land itself. And we've numerous goddesses who are the embodiment of that sovereignty, like Eru, who gives her name, obviously, to the land. But Anya is one of them. Mm-hmm. And so we're told in this story where the leader of the Onoch, he wants to basically... I suppose, take that territory and claim it without actually really revering the goddess of the land. Okay. And so in the struggle with him, she takes his ear off. Um, People might know from the story of Nuida of the Silver Arm, if you had that kind of a a blemish or were disfigured in that way, you could not be the king. Okay. So the goddess conferred the sovereignty on the worthy candidate who would be king but she could take it away just as easily. And I think there's a real message for ourselves in that, that our power is our own power. It can't really be taken from us. We have to kind of give it. Where we give it, we can reclaim it as well. So this source of time is a time for everything to come out of the shadows, really. It's like the light is at its fullest. It'll poke into all the dark corners. It chases away shadows. So in our lives, it's a really good time to kind of clear stuff, bring stuff to the surface. You know, it's also a time for marriages because right. that idea of the the sovereignty goddess, you know, kind of uh, marrying or mating with the, the king, the worthy candidate, echoes down into it. And, and it is a real traditional time for marriages, you know. All right, Deirdre, uh, I have to leave um, it there. Unfortunately, I have to leave it, but thank you so much okay. for sharing Can with I us. Can I just say, yes? I want to say a huge thank you to the lovely people here at the Halfway House in Ballycogley. My son is at an art class up the road, and every Tuesday I sit here in this lovely garden yeah. drinking coffee. So it's wonderful to be here. And don't forget that this is the time to prepare as well for the coming first harvest, So. Right. What have we been doing all year that we can harvest when Lunasa comes around? So, Salsa's blessings to you all, and I hope it continues to be a beautiful day. Southeast Radio's morning mix chat, news, and your views.